You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Collective Cafe, a virtual coffee experience which takes place every single Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in both Alpha Collective's Discord, that's discord.gg forward slash alpha collective and startup clubs house in clubhouse it's free it always will be free there are no strings attached there is no bait and switch lurk or listen only chat with one another in our back chat or even come onto stage the coffee shop is open for business whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom to your home office on monday we manifest on tuesday we talk thought leadership on wellness wednesday we discuss mental health wellness and life skills on thursday we do live book reads and discussions with the author and then on friday it's no agenda friday where there is no agenda start your day off on the right foot on the front foot with virtual coffee with the collective cafe where we mastermind we manifest we collaborate we help one another at the business of web3 or anything else that intersects whether it's culture collaboration creativity innovation disruption entrepreneurship or coaching so give us a subscribe bit.ly forward slash collective cafe to go or a review on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening on demand or of course join us every day live it is addictive and remember it is a safe welcoming space and you will never ever be put on the spot this is alpha collective's collective cafe my name is joseph jaffe well good morning good morning everyone i must tell you that uh, I thought I had something and then I didn't and now I have to find it and I will find it. I'm convinced I will. Um, but I kind of set up today. First of all, as everyone are coming in, uh, welcome. Let me uh, just tell you where you are if this is your first time. This is what we call the Collective Cafe. It is Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. It's an hour-long commitment that I make to myself and to all of you to start a club. Um, it's a part of Alpha Collective, which is basically a professional organization, a premium community that I've set up to help um, bring together um, mainly marketers, executives, normies, however you want to call them. Um, we need to get the next billion wallets and the next billion dollars into the world of Web3. And of course, Web3 for me isn't just metaverse and NFTs and crypto and blockchain. Uh, it's community, it's community capitalism, it's uh, shared ownership. There's so many powerful, powerful, I think life-changing, game-changing, market-changing aspects to the next iteration of the web from Web1 to Web2 to Web3. But the community 
capitalism angle, I think, is going to mark my words. I've been able to predict things, and I've generally always been correct, uh, will be the evolution of capitalism. Um, the Collective Cafe, as we run it, as you're in right now, the, the home is discord.gg forward slash alpha collective. That's really where you want to be, and I encourage all of you at some point to um, just join the Discord server. It's free. Um, and uh, But for the foreseeable future, we're going to be simulcasting um, live um, in Discord um, in the co- in the Collective Cafe channel and in Startup Club as well. The link above, by the way, uh, Alpha Beta Talk 9, that's happening today at 3 p.m. Um, uh, it's a fascinating topic, um, finding Web3's capture moment. You know, in some cases, when we think about new technology and innovation and, and uh, when we feel like we're on the cusp of something special, um, the question is, what is going to be that tipping point? Or in this case, a capture moment. So if you're around at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, please register and attend. It will be great to see you in the audience. It's, uh, I, I'll, I, I'll see you in the audience because I'll know you there. And if you want to comment, we'll make sure that your comments uh, appear in the actual recording and in the archive. Um, also, if you watch it live or within 24 hours, you will get a POAP. Uh, basically a digital ticket stub, a proof of attendance protocol, and it will give you an automatic chance to win uh, a full membership pass worth $2,500. So I'm hoping to only give today. I don't want, the, I don't want to take anything from you. Um, if anything, uh, I'm taking the most valuable part of your life, which is an hour of your time this morning in the Collective Cafe and maybe uh, 45 minutes this afternoon. But I promise you, it will be worthwhile. I, in fact, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you, money-back guarantee, uh, that today's session this morning will be valuable. So I want to talk to you about, you know, uh, for those of you that have been here, that have been around for the last couple of weeks, would know that I went um, on a mindfulness retreat. Um, and part of the mindfulness retreat uh, included and involved um, use of, uh, of uh, psilocybin and MDMA, um, and the more that I've studied and the more that I'm learning, the more I realize how powerful uh, plant-based but also medicine can be, this type of medicine can be, um, to allow us to open up, to expand our minds, um, to become a lot more comfortable uh, with ourselves in our bodies, uh, to come to terms with um, I, our identity, our beliefs, past traumas. But it's funny because one of the most significant components of this retreat was an exercise that we did together on the third day where there was no medicine whatsoever. On the third day, it was what's known as our integration day. And um, it was an opportunity for us to start to kind of talk about what we had been through, to share, to support one another, to be supported by one another. And we did this um, amazing exercise called Golden Gossip. Now, let me explain to you how it worked. We got into groups of three, and um, each person had an opportunity to tell the other two about a kind of a, uh, a manifested goal, like, okay, it's one year, uh, maybe not one year, but it's three months out of, um, of MindCamp, and um, you know, kind of what's happened, what's happened, where are we, what, 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 what's the, um, 
what's a what's a what's a really uh, positive outcome um, in terms of um, where we kind of ended up or what path we took or maybe some of the achievements um, or goals that we had been able to um, you know to to um, achieve um, and um, and then what happened is that person had to turn around and face and, and with their back to the other two. Now, the scenario goes that the other two people were now at a cocktail party, a networking event, a, a party. They just bumped into each other in the supermarket, and the, and the topic of you came up uh, for whatever reason. Hey, did you hear about Joseph? Or, uh, you know, I, I, fu- funny, I was thinking about Joe the other day, and the goal was to talk positively about them to actually gossip about them, but gossip about them in the most positive way. I think it changed my life. Um, I remember going and saying, you know, I, I left Mind Camp. I was, I was focused. I was energized. I was able to really achieve my goals. Um, my show, Joseph Jaffe is Not Famous, got finally picked up by CNBC. Um, it became... Um, one of the most popular business talk shows. My book, Forever Change, was published, sold a million copies, became an international bestseller, really helping people, um, you know, became this light, this, this handbook for people to figure out how to move forward, how to become unstuck post-pandemic, um, and with the innovative a business model of sharing royalties with readers. And so that's what I kind of chose. And I turned my back and suddenly what I heard. Now, the two people uh, were two, um, two women, two young women. I don't know their ages, but they're probably, I would say, in their maybe mid-20s, if not a little bit younger. And the conversation kind of went somewhat, somewhat along the lines of, hey, did you, you know, hear about Joe? Um, you know, can you believe it? Uh, uh, his book is number one, and his show is. I saw him on. I saw him on TV the other night, and the other one said, "Of course. I mean, we always knew he had it in him. Um, he was just like there's just something about that guy." Um, and and then one person turned around and said, "I don't know. It's kind of like a um, it's like a Jonas." It's like a Jonas about him. I can't put my finger on it, but it's it's just there. It's like a infectious optimism and positivity and passion and energy. And, and, and then the other one said, yeah, you know, you, you're totally right. But I actually think we've all got a little bit of Jonas in us. Like everyone's got a bit of Jonas in them. Um, and we need more of that in life, don't we? And they continued. And I just remember smiling smiling from ear to ear. I was so happy. I was so overjoyed. I was, I, I felt like a million dollars. I can't remember when last I felt this kind of feeling before. And um, it, it, it literally changed me. Um, it, it, it wasn't about ego. It wasn't about, um, you know, kind of success theater. It wasn't, the ability to be told what I wanted to hear or even needed to hear. It was just about hearing this, just just hearing something, just, just an act of kindness. And you don't normally get that in life. You don't normally get to overhear two people talking about you in a positive manner. 
you probably hear a lot of people talk about you in a negative manner, whether it's some kind of argument or conflict in the in the office place at home. Um, you know, you you no doubt probably experience a lot of the critical, uh, the criticism and negativity one on one. And and actually, you probably hear a lot of uh, of negativity of people gossiping or talking badly about you behind your back where someone comes back to you and tells you but does 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 anyone ever come back to you and tell you about hey you know the other day I was at a cocktail event or I was hanging out at the beach and we just all sang your praises we all just spoke so kindly and nicely and positively about you we all just kind of like remarked on on um the job you're doing, the path you're taking, um, and how much we believe in you and, and how much you bring to the table, how much you bring to us, uh, how much you bring to the world. Well, that doesn't happen, really, does it? And, and so this feeling, and it was a feeling, this emotion that I felt, it was just, it was, it was warmth. It was pride. It was pride in myself. I could feel proud of myself. Um, and and I just felt warm. Now, the other thing, it's kind of an ironic little twist here, um, but I thought to myself, here are two strangers. I just met them two days ago, and they're talking nicer about me and kinder about me than some of, my, of the people closest to me in my entire life, people that I see almost every day, friends and family. This is not, let me be clear, this is not to say that my family don't talk nicely about me or to me or that my friends don't talk nicely about me or to me or that my work colleagues or members of my community don't. But it's not the norm and it, it, it isn't as effusive as this because it almost seems kind of a little unnatural, you know, to be able to just, you know, smother people with love and kindness and positivity and hope and optimism. But guess what? We should. Why wouldn't we? Again, not talking about gratuitous. Not talking about um, flattering people for the sake of it. Not talking about kissing their ass or, you know, or sucking up to them. I'm talking about genuine, genuine love and kindness and saying, I choose to bring you up today. I choose to build you up today. I choose to elevate you. I choose to celebrate you as opposed to sit on the sidelines, as opposed to say nothing, as opposed to bring you down, as opposed to criticize you, as opposed to, hey, I'm just playing devil's advocate. How often and how many times have you said that to someone else? How many times have they said that to you? The devil's advocate, why would you align yourself with the devil? Why would you do that? Why would you be the advocate for the devil? Why not be the angel's advocates? And I know it's just a phrase. I know it's just words, but really is it? And why would you be the devil's advocate when you weren't asked to be the devil's advocate? If somebody said, hey, listen, just I want you to take a contrarian position. I want you to keep me honest. I want you to take an opposing point of view. I want you to be critical and find fault in this because it's going to, well, that's different to when we provide that advocacy on behalf of the devil without being asked as well. So this incident, there were people that were crying um, and there, it was just a magic 
magic exercise. Now, I thought to myself at one point, gee, I wonder what would happen if we were then to extend the actual um, exercise and in fact, in fact, now do it again, but be critical. Hey, uh, can, you, can you believe Joe is still doing that show? Still doing that uh, community uh, capitalism vibe? Still trying to take on, you know, Wall Street and Fortune 500 and Global 2000? And what about that uh, collective cafe? Still does it every single morning. Only three people in his Discord. Only 21 people in his clubhouse room. Man, that guy, what a loser. What an absolute loser. He just doesn't know when to give up. He doesn't know when to give in. He's so stubborn. He should just go get a job. He should just go and, and, and work for someone. What's he trying to do? Trying to change the world? Who does he think he is? How arrogant is he? To, do you see how easy this comes? Do you see how easy this comes to people, by the way? See how easy it is to, to talk badly about yourself? Do you see how easy it is to talk badly about other people? It comes naturally to us. It's much harder to talk nicely about ourselves, to practice self-love, to practice self-care, to practice self-awareness and self-appreciation. And it's even harder to do it for other people. To actually go out there and make a conscious effort to be nice, to be kind, to build someone up to their face, not behind their back, to their face. And so that was the big takeaway, which is it's a choice. It always was a choice. It is the ultimate choice, and it is our choice, and we are empowered to be able to make that choice. We can choose. We can choose life. We can choose love. We can choose kindness. We can choose compassion. We can choose to build up versus break down. It, it absolutely changed me, this exercise. And listen, none of us are perfect. We're all works in progress. We're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to, you know, as I'm going through this program now, positive intelligence, we're all trying to build up our sage and weaken our saboteur. But the more I do this, the more I study this, like everything in my life is kind of triangulating around this moment, right? Whether it's the golden gossip exercise, whether it's going to this retreat, whether it's positive intelligence, this program I'm doing, whether it's being an EOS implementer, a business and leadership coach for the first time in my life. I've never been a coach before. I've never had the ability, the privilege of being able to help a company, help a leadership team, help help entrepreneurs and owners break through the ceiling, get to the next level, achieve and live their dreams, change their lives, their employees' lives, um, the lives of their customers, live the life that they always imagined and dreamt of. That is an awesome and awesome in both awesome as in as in amazing and awesome as in huge responsibility and it is a gift but you have to have the right mindset you have to come into this with the right mindset look you've got to have your feet on the ground you've got to be realistic you've got to be practical and tactical and pragmatic but at the same time you also have to dream you have to be able to envision and imagine 
a better world, a better life, a better relationship. Happiness is not for the few. Happiness is not uh, um, handed out um, with on an exclusive basis. Happiness is the most abundant um, and, and amazing emotion and feeling and state of being, and it is a choice. I don't know how many of you here today would consider yourselves on a scale of 1 to 10 today to be happy. Like, how happy are you? Unencumbered, um, free, liberated, positive, hopeful, optimistic about yourself, about the future, about the world. So much is out of our control. It's really easy for this to get to bring us down, to keep us down. But the way to change the world is actually, you know, as simple as the, as the insight that it starts with you. It starts with you every single morning. Like literally every moment, every day that you get out of bed, you have another chance to figure it out, to crack the code, to further yourself in your journey, um, to find happiness, to stay in happiness, to create happiness, to share happiness. And, 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 and even though this might sound slightly uh, woo-woo at the best of times, um, and I'll be the first person to tell you, it's, sometimes I feel it's a bit woo-woo too. But this concept of, you know, of putting karma and energy and, you know, into this world and what goes around comes around. I was thinking to myself, we could be gossiping. I, I'm going to, uh, there are three amazing women that are in our Discord at the moment and I'm going to see if they feel um, I don't mind doing it. I want, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out right now, and I'm only going to do this um, with people I know, with, with regulars as well, that if two of the three ladies want to come up, we'll practice the golden gossip exercise with you um, and see if you'd like to explore it with us. So if you do, I want you to raise your hand, um, and I'll bring you up. I just need two of you today, um, and uh, I will be... Um, I will be the, th in fact, actually, if all three of you raise your hands, you can do it without me. Um, but if two raise your hands, you can do it with me. And if no one raises their hands, we won't do it as well. Um, I also want you to, um, if you are in Clubhouse, please go ahead and, and share the room. Um, please go ahead and tell people, bring them inside. Um, go ahead, make, make the effort. Uh, make the effort by, by bringing in one person, perhaps, that you think needs a little bit of a boost today, that's been struggling, um, that, that isn't happy or is feeling like they're bearing the weight of the world on their shoulders. And if you are in Clubhouse and you want to come up and share, um, please do that as well. Raise your hand and, and talk about the subject. Talk about, you know, is happiness in fact a choice? Is love a choice? Is generosity a choice? Are we free to be able to dish out and, 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 and choose this path? Or are we stuck? Are we stuck going down another path that we feel we can't backtrack from, that we feel we can't escape from, that we feel um, we've been put onto and we have no choice but to suck it up, but to attempt um, to just keep plodding 
along and and moving along this path. Maybe we didn't even choose this path in the first place. Maybe we were just put on this path or we felt that this was the right path to take, but not necessarily the right path for us. I think that um, you know, mental health and mental wellness, people talk about it a lot, and I don't know how many people understand it. I'm trying to understand it. I don't know how many people um, are actually taking active steps um, to, to become uh, more comfortable, more vulnerable, more comfortable in being vulnerable and more vulnerable um, in being able to share oftentimes with strangers. Um, you know, what I've learned as well along the way, even in the last few weeks, is there is a continuum between sharing and oversharing. There is a continuum between trauma dumping um, and being able to share trauma with people that um, can learn from it, that can benefit from it. Um, I'm learning about triggering as well. I actually believe now for the first time that you cannot trigger me, but I can be triggered by you. You do not have the power to trigger me. You can push all my buttons. You can attempt to trigger me, both positively and negatively, but ultimately, it is my choice. And it is your choice too. And through all of this, through this whole this process, this journey, I feel not only, I don't, it's not that I'm getting stronger, I just feel that I'm becoming, that, that I'm becoming, everything is becoming clearer. Clarity is the overwhelming emotion. Clarity in terms of understanding who I am and who I'm not and who I could be. Um, but, you know, the opposite of clarity is confusion. And ultimately what happens is there's too much ambiguity. There's too much noise. There's too much distraction. There's too much interference. And what that does is it creates that ambiguity. It creates that confusion where not only do we lose sight of who we are at our core, but actually we forget sometimes who we are. Or worse still, we're gaslit into believing we're we're someone else or something else. And maybe that's how we got on the wrong path in the first place. The strength, the power comes from inside you. However, you can 100% surround yourself with people that will build you up and boost you. Now, maybe we call that community. Maybe we call that community. Maybe we call that a support group. Maybe what actually, it's less about who they are and more about what they're going through. Because when people are going through the same thing at the same time, they can relate to each other so much better. I think that's key as well. You go, like, I, I go to this retreat, I come back, you know, and I try and explain what I encountered or what I felt or what this meant to me. But it's hard because it's almost like you're talking a different language. There is a disconnect when it comes to 
um, trying to build that bridge, which doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Of course you should do it. You have to do it. But you also have to go into that experience recognizing that there is, you're not necessarily on the same page. So your goal is to get on the same page. You get on the same page by building that bridge, by finding those points of commonality, by not getting frustrated with someone that goes, I don't understand, I don't get it, I don't buy it, um, I don't feel it. And your goal is necessarily to sell it to them or for them to feel it. You can't change them and you can't expect them to be there. But what you can do is help to articulate um, in a patient, kind, considered fashion to be able to represent a glimpse, a portal, a moment that perhaps they can connect with or relate to. One of the emotions that I'm learning to get into, into um, that I'm learning to like kind of become more comfortable in and, and, and understand more is, you know, this idea of frustration and disappointment. The fact that when we relate to people, we are, there is that, I don't know, that unsettled approach. There is that um, restlessness, that irritation, that frustration, the disappointment that comes from them never living up to your expectations. And what I've actually realized is that all of those emotions are inside you. They're your emotions. None of them, none of that, and none of them have anything to do with the other person. And yet, what we do is we kind of transfer all of those emotions incorrectly on that other person. And when we do that, we've lost one of the most powerful, powerful superpowers that we have as human beings, which is empathy. We've lost the ability to give the benefit of the doubt to the other person. We don't know what they're going through. And we may never know. And that's kind of the sad part. We may never know. Because we can ask them. Most people don't. But we can ask them. But that's, that absolutely does not um, mean that they'll tell you, that they'll feel comfortable to tell you, or that they'll tell you the truth. So the reality is we may be in the dark, we may, be, or we may always be in the dark, which again brings us back to why it's so important not to assume, not to presume, not to understand or assume that we understand what's going on in their life because we have no idea. It all begins with the gossip. It all begins with the fact that today, all of you here will have multiple conversations with yourself about yourself, with yourself about others, with others about others. How will you conduct those conversations? How will you, what choice will you make? Which path will you take? Will you take the path of 
kindness? Will you take the path, the golden gossip path of building them up, of talking, of finding the goodness in them? Sometimes you have to search really hard. Sometimes you have to search really, really hard. Or will you choose the path of the critic? Break them down as opposed to build them up. The choice is yours. And then figure out how you feel. You know, what would happen if you think about it? What would happen if everything was just public? What would happen right now if everyone in my world, everyone, from clients to family to friends to critics uh, to journalists to prospects to the people that would, I don't know, put my show on CNBC, um, to publishers, to people that have read my books, to strangers, to members of my local community. What would happen if they heard every single word that I said right now? How would I feel? I'm asking the question literally live to myself. Would I be embarrassed? Would I be shameful? Would I be proud? Would I be a little sheepish? Well, ultimately, in a perfect world, everything that I said would be available publicly. In, in many respects, that's not untrue, by the way. I mean, this episode of the show is published as a podcast. I'll put that I'll put that link up. At the moment, I'm going to take the link down in about 10 seconds. If you want to join today's Alpha Beta Talk, number nine out of 13, Finding Web 3's Capture Moment, I'll put up the um, a link for you to subscribe to the podcast. So we put this up within an hour or two afterwards, um, and you can hear, if you can't make it live for whatever reason, um, you can listen to every single um, episode, um, use AI to create show notes, and um, so you can never miss, you don't have to miss a single one, or you can pick and choose the ones you really like. So I just put that up right now. It's called um, The Collective Cafe to Go, and you can also find it on any um, on any podcast uh, directory, Spotify, The Works, etc. So in many respects, everything I, I am saying is publicly available. My kids could go and listen to this today if they wanted tomorrow, but they probably won't. My wife could as well, um, but she probably won't because she's listening, you know, she listens to her own podcast. I don't expect them to. My friends could. Um, My critics could find out what's going on. Um, If I wanted to, I could create a, um, a real catchy title a link baity type title to get more people in the room. I could put someone's name in the in the title to to entice them to come into the room, or I could just focus on the people that are in the room, and I could focus on myself as well, because this is as much therapy. I'm as much talking to myself 
as I am to all of you, as I am talking to the people that will listen to this afterwards. That's the beauty of replays on. That's the beauty of putting this out as a podcast. So um, I don't know if uh, the two ladies that are in Discord want to play the game. It's very powerful. So uh, Jens and Melissa, uh, do you want to play? I say play. Um, I'm going to invite you to speak. Don't have to. Um, But it would be amazing, I think. And, you know, if they don't want to, um, I'm happy to do this with anyone. I don't know many more people in the room, but I'm happy to do it with people in the room. The only thing is that I would ask is that you have, I am going to look at, you know, just, um, it's a bit harder if I don't know you at all um, because, um, but I'm, I'm try, I try it. So it seems like nobody wants to uh, be put on the spot um, and that's totally, totally okay. But let me tell you how to do this. So what you're going to do, if this didn't work for you today, um, is get into groups of three and everyone has a turn. Use a timer. So I don't know, maybe maybe uh, a minute or 90 seconds each um, where you get a chance, each person gets a chance to, you can set the ground rules. You can talk about, um, you know, talking about where you are in a year's time, in, in, in a week's time, in six months' time, um, where things went really, really well for you, where the things that you wanted uh, came, you know, you, you were able, came true. Um, and then when you're done, you turn your back to the other two and now they're at a cocktail party and you can even come up with a scenario. It's like, hey, you know, like, uh, you know, Melissa, so awesome to see you. Like it's, how long has it been? Um, I didn't think you'd be here at this mixer, but I'm so glad I bumped into you. So, um, hey, did you, did you, uh, um, I was thinking about Ethan the other day. Remember we like, were hanging out with him uh, in that Discord um coffee thing that virtual coffee thing and he was telling us about um what his plans were and etc and um it looks like he's finally achieving them i kind of knew that he would um i loved the idea at the time i probably should have told him that um but um you know good for him he deserves it he's a good guy you know he's his heart's in the right place and um I think more people need to be like Ethan. In fact, let me tell you, um, he's inspiring me right now. He's inspiring me um, to do some of these things as well. You know, so often we're like always kind of like, you know, wondering is now the right time? Well, you know, he said he was going to do it and he did it. Um, I, I just, I hope he does more of it. The world needs more Ethans. And then, and then you, you switch it, you move it around. And you'll all have different, you'll all have different um, feelings with it. You know, some, you may have a little bit of skepticism. You, you may think, well, this person is just saying it. Now, think about this for a second. Here were two, you know, two people, two fellow uh, campers at this retreat. They just met me 48 hours ago uh, or before. And yet, they're talking about me in a way that just, if, if, it was, if it wasn't believable, I wouldn't have believed it. But I believed it. 
I believe that there is something called Jonas, as in J-O-E-N-E-S-S. Like I believe that there is Lucanus and Abdulness and Raphaelness and Rondanus and Melissanus. There's a, a Jensenness in all of us, isn't there? And a Davidness. We all have an essence inside us. And in many cases, especially if we choose to spread and to share and, you know, depending on how public we are, maybe there's that little element as well in other people too. It landed so well with me. Maybe it landed because they were strangers. And what I thought to myself is, wait a second, and this is a huge part of this exercise. If someone who just met me 48 hours ago could, could already have this point of view, this thought, this belief about me, well, what else, what else is out there? What would the people that are closest to me have to say? Maybe I should ask them. Maybe I should actually ask them. Tell me what, tell me what, you know, t- like, I, I will, I'm going to try it. It's, it's going to be weird, but I'm going to do it. You know, I've got, I've got my wife and, and um, at the moment, one kid here, the other kid comes back today, the other kid comes back next week. Um, we can do it with all five of us. But it's a very, very powerful exercise of intention and energy and free choice. And remember there is a fine line here. There's a fine line of just saying things that that you don't believe or things that aren't true. There's a lot of toxic positivity in this world. But don't for one second think that that is the default. Don't think for one second that that is the majority. Don't think for one second that that is your first port of call. Even though the thought of toxic positivity is in fact what I would call the judge and the saboteur, trying to dissuade you from choosing that path. Let that be the worst of your problems that you're too positive. Let that be the worst of our problems that we're just surrounded by, you know, sycophants and, and, uh, and, and yes men and yes women and yes people that are shielding us, protecting us uh, in this artificial bubble. As I said, let that be our worst problem. Most people here are not going to experience that in their lifetime. Because guess what? That doesn't happen to normal people. And we're all normal people. It happens to celebrities and CEOs and narcissists. That's why my judge's name, I gave my judge a name, the narcissist. And what the judge does is tries to convince you one of two things. Number one, that the judge is not real that it's all in your mind, that there is no judge. The judge is often hiding in plain sight. 
and you aren't able to see him, the other thing that the judge does is convinces you that he's your friend. And the other thing that the judge does is convince you that he's good for you, that he's there to help you. Oh, and there's one more aspect. The judge convinces you that he is you. That you are the narcissist, that I am the narcissist, but I'm not. I defined this narcissist based on being the opposite. I actually asked ChatGPT. I said, what is the opposite of of an empath? The answer is a narcissist. I asked ChatGPT, what is someone who, is, who has a superiority complex, who is constantly disappointed in, the, in others, who constantly is kind of critiquing people because they can't live up to their high standards? And the answer is a narcissist. The narcissist is never happy with you. The narcissist just doesn't feel, refuses to feel what you're feeling. Because whatever's going in your life is just an excuse. It's an excuse for you being not as good as them, not good enough, not being able to achieve the goals that they've set for you or even that you've set for yourself. But you are not defined by the labels that people put on you. You are not defined by people's perception of you. You are defined by the actions you've taken, but more importantly by the actions that you will take moving forward, starting today, starting right now. Isn't it crazy how all of this came to me from this silly little exercise of, you know, just, I don't know, talking nicely behind someone's back. So I feel a a little alone today, a little lonely, because I haven't seen one person share anything in the room. I haven't seen anyone put anything in the chat in the room i haven't seen anyone put anything in the chat in discord i'm just being honest i feel a little bit lonely i haven't seen any emojis i'm not even sure if people in the room are real today so i would love a little bit of acknowledgement i'd love to know if someone is here how they feel if this is over the top, if this is too woo-woo, if this lands with you. Oh, thank you, Rhonda. I appreciate it. Yeah, so this is me basically just saying, hey, it'd be great to know, like, and asking for a bit, but not being so insecure um, that that I'm not able to, um, to continue going, that I needed the validation. But by the way, we all do. Um, Melissa said I'm running and taking all this in. Oh, she, so Melissa's actually doing the very thing that I've, I've begged people to do, um, which is to multitask during this. 
and not feel the need um, to have to like be on stage uh, at all or even the whole time. So thank you, Melissa. Um, I hope this is motivating. If I was listening to this while running, I would, I would, uh, I would, uh, I would be loving it. I would run faster. I would run harder, but not too fast. Don't pull a muscle, as well. Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's my own journey, um it's my own discovery, and um. Hey Peter, let me bring you up. How are you, Peter? I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm great. I'm I'm sitting here multitasking and. Uh, as you getting should. a lot of stuff done, <laughs> but I wanted to thank you for the the uh, positive uh, talk this morning. You're most you're most welcome. I mean, it's it's um it's an interesting journey, and I think you know the key takeaways. I'll have um um I'll have a LinkedIn article and a Substack article. Um, I actually what I did was right after the session, um, at this retreat. I went and recorded an audio, um, like an audio clip. I thought I'd already, like, you know, put it in as a draft, but maybe I forgot. Um, I'm going to go and hunt for it now. Um, but I actually wrote up a whole article on this experience when it was very fresh in my mind. So it'd be interesting to kind of compare that article to even the transcript from this one. Um, but one of the things that I remember the key takeaways, one of them was, you know, Happiness is a choice or being kind to others is a choice. Golden gossip is a choice. Um, even if you think that no one's listening. Because, you know, it has a ha- things always have a habit. I, I think of Survivor, right? Someone tells some. I mean, okay, there it's all about stealing and, you know, and stabbing people in the back. But still, you tell someone something in confidence and then they run to someone who runs to someone who runs to someone um, Invariably, it gets back to you. That's kind of the point. You know, it, it, gets, it gets back to you. And so, therefore, it is a choice even when you're talking, even when you're talking positively to, to about someone. Maybe that's going to get back to them as well. Uh, there was a little bit of, of, of um, background there, Peter, but please feel free to come off mute anytime you want to you add. Um, and so... I think it's important for us to remember that when we talk nicely, I say talk nicely, when we build someone up, when we, when we kind of really, really uh, choose to celebrate someone, maybe, just maybe, it's going to find its way back to them. Whether it finds its way back to them in words, by someone telling someone who tells someone who tells them, or just in this kind of comic energy, if you will. Um it's which I don't know much about, which is the woo woo part, um, right. but I kind of trust it. Back to you, Peter. Well, no, I I, I do think that um, talking positively about people is is something that I try to do because there are so many interesting people that I've met in my life, and I'd much rather talk about the ones I enjoy than the ones that you know give me uh, uh, azure. Um, and, and, and I, and I do think it, it comes around. Um, I also think institutions, it's interesting, you know, sometimes there's institutions that, that are, um, really supportive and, and sometimes they're less so. 
Um, and I think recognizing, you know, corporates, universities, uh, uh, libraries, whatever it might be, when they are doing the right thing um, is, is worth doing as well. And, you know, I would add something as well, which is I think that when you when you choose to talk positively about someone, you are you are basically kind of boosting there's something happening inside you that is I mean you are that positive energy is going to spread around and in and impact and affect you. It's hard to to really kind of you know partake in golden gossip and then just be miserable afterwards. Um right. or or to be able to go, well, you know, well that's great that we, you know, spent this time talking about uh talking about Rhonda and how awesome Rhonda is and and but I just feel like crap about myself now. I feel like super, super down because Rhonda's doing all the great things that I wish I could do or that I didn't do or now I feel remorse and regret over and I just feel like a piece of crap. It it doesn't really work that way. Um, I mean, it can, but it can also work in a different way, which is I want to be like Rhonda. I want to do more. I can do more. You know, like the fact that, that you know, that, that she's doing all of this and we're talking about her now, well, who knows? Maybe she'll be talking about me in three months or six months' time. Um, so I think that that I think positivity, as I call it, HPO, because this is the basis of of Joseph Jaffe is not famous. Um, it is you know hope, positivity, and optimism. I think they are infectious, and I think when you practice hope, positivity, and positivity and optimism, um, it's going to come right back to you and then some. What do you think? I know. I, I, I agree. Um, and, uh, it's, it's certainly what people talk a lot about these days about, um, if you wake up in the morning and, and, and start talk about, think to yourself about what a great day you're going to have and what a good person you are. If you force yourself to have that, um, those, those ideas going through your head, you, you end up with a much better day, which I think is sort of fascinating. Um, it's certainly certainly easy to think about the negative stuff. So I, I think you you have an, that that your outlook and sort of it, it's sort of like when you force yourself to smile and it puts you in a better mood. Um, I, I think this this idea of of you know oh here's all the people that I can help today or here's why I'm a good person or uh, here's why my clients like me or or whatever it might be um, that can really um, charge you up or, or at least in a subtle way get you going on, on the right path. We, for sure. I mean, we discussed that in last week's uh, live read of I Dare You. Tomorrow we continue with I Dare You to Build Character. Um, but um, last week we spoke about I Dare You to Develop a Magnetic Personality. And the two examples I remember is one is always walk on the sunny side of the street. And the other one is always, remember this book was written in 1931, always wash your face from the bottom up so that it almost forces the smile. Um, <laughs> I remember that, I'm smiling now, right? So when you wash That's your face funny. from the bottom up, you kind of build the smile as opposed to the frown. 
the only thing I would add to that is what we don't want, of course, is the is the delusion, right? Is someone who is a bad person to stand in the mirror and go, I'm a good person, right? That is different. That's a different conversation for a different day. That's a person that goes, well, you know, I gave them the tough love because somebody's, I mean, this is what I'm doing in the course now in positive intelligence. This is not the act of a sage. This is the act of a saboteur. This is the act of a judge that actually says, I'm doing this for you because I care. This is, this is the, you know, this is the abusive um, parent or, or, or spouse, physically and verbally abusive. There is nothing redeeming about someone that goes, I'm being cruel to be kind. I'm choose, you know, I am the devil's advocate. You know, I'm doing this because somebody's got to tell you the truth. There is nothing redeeming about that. And if the only way that you can clean, you know, feel uh, clean and not dirty and justify it by then is by staring in the mirror and saying you're a good person and you're doing this because you care, you are fooling yourself and you are lying to yourself and you are being, quite frankly, conned by your saboteur, by your judge. Um, you are being deceived uh, or you're deceiving yourself or you're just deceiving others. So that is the caveat here, which is, which is this isn't a means of being able to, you know, create this, um, you know, subversive um, or, or, or additional mask or filter um, or more interference. The goal here is to, de- is, is to destroy or get rid of all the um, ambiguity, the confusion, the masks, the filters, the layers, the obstacles that actually stand in the way between complete, true, authentic connection between two human beings and starting with yourself, the connection that you have with yourself. Because if you don't, I mean, it was said earlier, right? If you don't love yourself, how on earth can you expect to love someone else and how can you can expect to be loved um, in return? Rhonda said, I so need this in my life, trying to have a different and more positive mindset personally in my business. Thank you. Um, you're very welcome. By the way, I put up a link. Um, this is the link to subscribe to my talk show. I just yesterday pre-recorded um, with Kevin O'Brien. Um, it is, it's hard in, in a minute or two to summarize, but I will tell you, um, he, um, he lost his daughter, Katie, to uh, sickle cell, to cancer, um, and um, at the age of seven. And we are forever bonded. He has written the forward to my book. Um, I was the opening keynote. He was the closing keynote. At the time, my mom was alive. Um, and um, we've just gone on this journey together. And let me tell you, the hope, positivity, and optimism that little Katie exhibited um, in her seven years on this planet, some of us will never be able to emulate in 70 years. Um, but, you know, it doesn't mean that, that we can't start today. And Katie's legacy was her ability to challenge us all to do this, to be better, you know, to make a difference like she did. So, you know, Rhonda, we're all works in progress. Um, and um, 
you know, and, and positive mindset is, you know, it's a muscle. It's something that you actually have to, I mean, it, it requires rewiring of the brain. It requires the power of neuroplasticity in terms of uh, belief work. I mean, it does. I, I Honestly, three months ago, this was not me. This was not me. Um, but I am programming my own muscle, you know, through becoming a coach, through this program, through this retreat, through Wellness Wednesday, every Wednesday. You know, it's called Wellness Wednesday for a reason. I mean, we could be discussing, for example, how to uh, uh, cheat the Twitter algorithm to get more views and get paid by Elon today. Um, it's a choice. But we're not doing that. We're focusing on um, on mindset, on mental health, and to understand it as well, to kind of take it away from being too woo-woo. And I keep using that word because it has to make sense for everyone in this room that it, it isn't just a, a cliche or words that are thrown out that we say to, to make us sound uh, important or impressive or hey, look, let me mention these three words in a paragraph or a sentence or an application letter so that I can cross them off my checklist. There's a fine line between saying something and being something. Or let me add in one thing, saying something, doing something, and ultimately being something. When you move from the theory and the concept um, to behavior, to ultimately a philosophical or identity-driven place or space. that it, In fact, you are defined by your behavior, by your outlook, by your thoughts. Um, and what it does is it changes you. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I was thinking about, you know, the last little while I've, I've been um, traveling with my wife and, and – um, you know, when you're just with one other person for a while, you can definitely get on each other's nerves occasionally. And um, one of the things that I, I really worked on was not always responding. <laughs> I know this sounds might sound awful, but not always responding when I wanted to say something negative, when I wanted to maybe make a correction to something she said. And, and what I found was if I just you know, let that question pass that I might respond poorly to, then I avoid a negative conversation. (laughs) How do you feel about that, that idea? I mean, I mean, part of, part of the ability to not, when you respond immediately, it is, you know, it is, it is gut, right? It is, it is complete emotion and look, part of what I've been learning is how to um, think and live and and lead with your heart as opposed to your mind. But but this is a different this is a different response. So when we viscerally react, when our emotions just kind of drive us, um, more often than not, uh, there is going to be frustration and irritation and and lack of clarity, uh, lack of giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, how many times have uh, maybe, don't answer this, but, you know, like 
whether you've said to your wife or your wife has said to you, I'm coming from a good place. I mean well. You know, I mean, or think about it this way. Like, it's your wife, right? So, so like, I mean, who who isn't, forget about devil's advocate. This should be the angel's advocate. I mean, this right. is the person that is the closest person to you or should be. And so what happens is, we allow ourselves to get clouded by emotions. Um, that's why I said earlier the the concept of trigger, right? You can't be triggered by, you know, you choose whether you want to be triggered or not. That's why, like, I even want to go, you know, I, I've I heard this this phrase the other day from uh, Stephen Fry, which is he calls himself the, uh, I, I guess his name is the reasonable left. Right, so he's he considers himself liberal, but he's decided now to be called the reasonable left, as opposed to the unreasonable left. Right, as opposed to right. you know what is left Radical of left, left or exactly. Right. But 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 there is this interesting component that actually says you know like is there an interesting you know middle ground? Is there a place? Is there a space where we can you know, apply a little bit of logic and emotion together. Um, and so I think what you did was fantastic. You know, the ability to to think about it, to, you know, I mean, listen, uh, like on a, on, a, on a non-emotional level and on a non-personal level, um, we sit in clubhouse rooms and on panels and in business meetings and we're already th- formulating what we want to say. Right, we're already thinking what we want to say and how we want to respond before the person's even finished, before they've even made their point. And right. so, like, there's a lot kind of now. I will say, and we'll probably kind of wind down now because it's after nine, but there is also merit to making one point at a time, right? So, so, but. The problem is that if we are just, you know, your response, you took the time, let's assume you waited for your wife to finish, and then instead of immediately reacting, you waited some time. Well, that's, you know, there's actually one additional level, right, which is asking her for permission to respond. I don't mean respond in general, but, but would you like to hear my thoughts on X, Right. You know, she may not. She may not want your opinion. She may want it just to have made a statement. Um, now, if you feel that, that you, you hear this all the time, right, in Clubhouse, they go, I, I need to respond because my name was mentioned. You, you hear this on these stupid Democratic and Republican debates. I got to respond because my name was mentioned. Why? They weren't talking to you. They mentioned your name, but you felt the need to respond. Why? Nobody asked you to respond. Why would you not assume that the audience has the intelligence or the ability to form their own opinions? So, so think about it. Right, one is, um, and you know, we're just using your poor wife and your and your and your poor self as the examples. Thank you for being <laughs> the guinea pigs. But your wife is talking. She's going to make three. Let's say she's going to make a point. That point that she's going to make, she's going to. There are going to be three. P 
pieces, right? She's making the cake, the cake, and the, in the recipe, there are three ingredients. So she's going to mention point one, point two, point three, in order to kind of make her argument or whatever the case may be. If you are immediately responding to point one, well, I mean, she's never going to get to point two. She's never going to get to point three. She's never right. going to make a point, which, by the way, may have actually obfuscated or, 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 or uh, helped you understand why, in fact, she said point one when she said point one. Right. So one thing is this idea of allowing people to finish, which is hard. I am the worst at it in the whole world. So just like I'm not like sanctimonious or self-righteous. I'm terrible at it. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You know, and, and so for me, it's like, okay, roll, goal number one, let the person finish. Goal number two is don't formulate your response until they've finished. You know, Third point now is to take some time. Don't feel the need to like, you know, embrace the silence, love the silence, and then be able to kind of formulate some kind of response with still permissions built in. That that's that to me is an ideal. Now, there are little pieces in between, which is what if you forgot the point or what if they made too many points or what if like, you know, I mean – Say it then. Say, like, I can only respond to the last thing because I don't remember the others. So let mm-hmm. me just respond to that. Or I don't really have a response to the last thing you said. Um, I, I felt at the time there was something else you said that I needed to respond to, but honestly, I don't remember it. Um, so I'm just, I just want you to, you know, like, it, it, it's, I'm saying this to you, but I'm saying it to myself too. I understand. Right, I, and I think we can get there. I mean, I think I think we can get there. I mean, it's it's um, you know, in in, in many respects, um, in in many respects, we are um, very very simple animals. You know, we are very very simple beings. Um, we all want love. We all need love. We all want belonging. We all need belonging. We all want connection. We all need connection. We all want validation. We all need validation. Uh, we all want meaning. We all need meaning. I mean, it's it's um, and to the degree that we have the ability to build and provide and support and nurture uh, to provide that for others, whether or not they've given it to us first, or even if they give it to us afterwards, eventually, slowly but surely, we can kind of turn the ship around, right? One conversation at a time one relationship at a time, um, you know, um, and um, it's possible, right? And it all begins by just being a little bit vulnerable today, sharing um, with all of you in the room um, and um, and encouraging you. I, I will be so happy, so proud if someone comes back to me that was here throughout the whole process, uh, Peter, Melissa, Jensa, you know, some of the uh, Rhonda, um, that you practice the golden gossip exercise. Um, you may want to, I don't even know if it exists, if you can Google it, if it's a thing, or if it was just something that was created here. But yeah, practice it. It's it's fun. It's fun. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, by next Wednesday, I will have done the golden gossip exercise um, in my family with at least one of my family members. That is my uh, That is my commitment to all of you today. So next Wednesday... Um, for those of you that come back, Peter, I hope you come back. Rhonda, I hope you come back. Um, 
uh, and uh, and tell us about the golden gossip exercise. Um, it doesn't even have to be with two of your family members. It could be two of your work colleagues. Um, hell, it might even be at a conference with two strangers. Um, if you're feeling safe enough, maybe you've had a, a cocktail or so, uh, try it um, and, and let me know. All right, I am going to hit the record button. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.